Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. It's often said that we human beings have evolved to be highly imperfect creatures, but is that really so? Today we continue our discussion with author Steve Lofman, an expert on engineering and biological systems. He points out that we may not be an accident of evolution, reminding us that every moment of our lives, our bodies must solve hundreds of hard engineering problems. So let's pick up the discussion where I suggested that proof that we are not accidents of evolution might be if we encounter intelligent extraterrestrial life and it looks like us. Yeah, well, um, so we we uh, we address this in the book, not not uh, extraterrestrial life so much, but life requires um, solving some really hard problems, and there's a limited number of ways that can be done. So it's it's likely that if there was life uh, beyond our planet, that it would look a very much like life here. Uh, because there are, again, there are just a few ways to solve these problems. So being alive uh, requires solving a, a very difficult set of problems and solving it all the time, solving every problem all the time. And that's, uh, that's really remarkable. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone else put it that way, but in engineering terms, that's absolutely true. And, and that's just to be alive. Then you have to stay alive. So how does your body uh, work to fight off adversaries, either large or, or very, very small, like bacteria or viruses? Uh, we've all been through viruses recently, and everyone's sort of aware of these. But your, your body's very good at this. Um, it doesn't always work, but it, it works an amazing amount. And if, uh, and if we weren't able to do that, we wouldn't be here. And then, of course, the human body has to be able to reproduce. And that's yet another completely different set of extremely difficult problems that must be solved. So when, when you start thinking about it that way, you start realizing that your body is very special, even, even though sometimes it doesn't do what you want it to. Even, even though sometimes it, um, it fails, uh, you know, your knees make noise when you go up or down the stairs. Uh, you know, things do go wrong, but the fact that they ever go right is absolutely amazing. And, and we really want to leave people with that thought. The, the amazingness of what's going on is uh, really astounding, and, and it, it deserves a little more attention than we normally give it. So this is a good time of year to think about that. Think about how you've been blessed with that body, how many ways it, it makes your life worth living. Your book, In Your Design Body, is available where? Uh, so it, we have our own website. Uh, it's called yourdesignedbody.com. Uh, or it's available, I think, at pretty much all booksellers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, uh, it's, um, I, I think you should be able to get it pretty much everywhere by, by now. So uh, it was just released a couple of weeks ago. So it's brand new. 
And I think, uh, I think most people will find it an interesting read. If, um, if it's read with an open mind, kind of an, uh, seeking to find some answers, I think it will challenge people. Maybe not everyone will be convinced, but I think the arguments we make are fairly compelling. Of course, I would think that, but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I find them compelling. So uh, I I think it might help a lot of people uh, figure things out. Staying in contact, I'm London Mitchell. My guest is author and engineer Steve Lofman. Steve, you've given us a lot of good uh, information this morning, and also. Uh, some real insight into uh, the thought process that we have and and opened our minds to maybe thinking out ways to uh, to look at ourselves a bit differently. To me, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think uh, most people will find it a challenge to uh, to think through these things. So we can go through some uh, some of the specifics if you if you'd like. Um, one of my favorites is uh, respiration, which is, of course, absolutely essential to life. We have um, several chapters devoted to various aspects of our respiratory system. Um, and uh, if, if you don't mind, I'll take a couple minutes and kind of walk people through um, how that works. Please, please go right ahead. So um, every cell... Uh, in in our bodies uh, requires oxygen for um, me its metabolism. So to generate uh, energy, we uh, our, our our body's favorite source is um, a, a sugar. Uh, but in order to metabolize that, we need oxygen. So we have to get um, O2 oxygen to every cell in our bodies. Uh, and now for a bacteria um, or a one-celled critter, that, this is not a hard problem because they get that oxygen from their environment. But for a large and complex body system like the human, that's just not possible because most of the cells are on the interior of the body and don't have access to the environment. So we've got a problem. If we're going to have a, a large body with 30 plus trillion cells, we've got to get oxygen to every one of those cells all the time. So this, this is a very hard engineering problem from my perspective. How in the world are we going to do that? Um, and so uh, the systems required to achieve that are pretty extraordinary. So we have, um, we have a heart and a, a, a vascular system that will deliver uh, blood through, throughout the body. But uh, that, that vascular system has to have several properties. So we have all kinds of physics problems to overcome. We have, to, we have friction. We have uh, gravity. We have to overcome gravity. So we all know that if we... If we're sitting down or lying down and we stand up quickly, we can get that dizziness feeling for a couple of seconds. And that's because our blood pressure has to adjust very rapidly to the change in posture. 
So when you stand up, your your heart has to work harder to get blood to your brain. If if your brain doesn't have blood, you're in deep deep trouble. So uh, so how does it do that? So first we have to generate blood pressure. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have a pump. Um, so we have so we create pressure, and that will drive blood through our vascular system to all of the tissues but the the blood pressure that's required requires very thick walls in the arteries in order to support that that high pressure but you can't get oxygen uh, through those thick walls so uh, you need thin walls so you have capillaries way down so the of course, the vascular system branches out into smaller and smaller parts. And when you get down to the, the smallest parts, which are the capillaries, you have um, blood. They are so small that the blood cells have to be squeezed to go through. And that allows maximum surface contact between the blood cell and the wall of the capillary, which allows maximal transfer of that oxygen into the tissues. But you need to control, like I said, and uh, your blood pressure has to change and adapt very quickly. So you have a dynamics problem. How do you manage getting the right, the right amounts of blood to the right places in the body? If you're working out, uh, say on a treadmill, your legs, the muscles in your legs need much more blood than they would if you were sitting at your desk. So how do you do that? So there are there are smooth muscles on your um, arterial walls that act sort of like a pipe organ, and they control how much blood goes through to which parts of your body. And so, and there are many other fine grain controls, but uh, but how do you know how much blood you need? So you have to have oxygen sensors. Where are the oxygen sensors? They, you know, it wouldn't do if you had an oxygen sensor inside your spleen. So they have to be in the right places and they have to measure the right amounts of oxygen. And then they have to tell your brain that um, more oxygen is needed. And your brain has to tell your pulmonary system to start breathing harder and faster to get more oxygen. So you get this this entire interdependent system of systems. So you've got all these piece parts working together to deliver oxygen to your cells. And that's um, truly astounding. Uh, who, who invented that? Was that an accident? If it was an accident, how, how could you do that gradually? So the standard evolutionary story says that that has to happen gradually. How, how do you, how do you do a cardiovascular system with no oxygen sensors? Or how do you do it without red, the red blood cells, which are very specific and very specialized cells? Um, or it turns out, um, of course, oxygen doesn't dissolve well in water. So how are you going to get oxygen uh, through your cardiovascular system, which is mainly composed of water? So the red blood cells solve this with hemoglobin, which is a special protein that grabs and holds on to that oxygen, but it can't hold it too well because it has to give it up when it gets down to the capillaries. So you've got a very tough engineering problem there.
And then, of course, iron. Where does the iron come from? You have to get that through your gastrointestinal tract. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, iron is toxic if it's floating around freely in your body. So you need a transport protein to bind to the iron atom and carry it from your gastrointestinal tract to your bone marrow so it can be used to make red blood cells. Uh, so, so what you see is this cascading series of problems. I need to get oxygen to every cell. What do I need? I need... I need blood pressure. I need to control where that, how that blood pressure is used to deliver blood to different places at different times in different amounts. And oh, I need hemoglobin in order for the red blood cells to bind to the oxygen. And oh, and I need iron or the hemoglobin won't work. Oh, but iron will kill me. Uh, okay, so I need to get iron and I need to transport it. So how many problems have we just discussed? That's maybe two dozen or three dozen problems right there. All have to be solved at the same time, or your body dies. I guess I guess it's enough to leave somebody dizzy trying to figure <laughs> all that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, and it, it, well, it's an amazing thing. I mean, that it can be done at all, that it can be done so well with such fine tuning with exactly the right dynamics. So, uh, you know, if it took if it took more than a couple seconds to, to rebalance your blood pressure when you stand up, you wouldn't be alive. You would have been eaten by um, a cheetah by, the, by that time. Um, so you can't wait 10 minutes for your, your blood to figure this out. So that these are complex engineering problems. But I think most people get this. We've all experienced this. If you hold your breath for 30 or 40 seconds, you will feel an urge to breathe. And it will get stronger and stronger the longer you hold your breath. So we encourage people to try that. You know exactly what happens. That's the blood sensors in your brain telling your brain, uh, we need oxygen. Uh, hello, we need more oxygen, get oxygen, go, go someplace, get oxygen, you need oxygen now, you need it now, it, right now would be good. So it gets more and more urgent, and, and that's, a, you know, that's an amazing property as well. So uh, inside and out, this is, um, this is just astounding um, engineering solutions to really hard problems. Wow. It makes us take a moment to think about what a wonder our bodies are. Steve Lofman, thanks for joining us. The website is inyourdesignbody.com. I'm London Mitchell inviting you to join us next week, Staying in Contact.